You're listening to Sober Culture, a podcast designed to help you change your relationship to alcohol and to normalize the conversation around sobriety. Whether you're sober curious, sober sober, or still just trying to figure it out, welcome to the show. I'm Logan, your host. and welcome back to Sober Culture. Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about slip-ups because I think that this is a really important topic to touch on because if you have been trying this for a while and you're trying to change your drinking or maybe you're trying to go alcohol-free and you are slipping up or making mistakes along the way, it can be really discouraging if you feel sort of frustrated with yourself, like, why can't I just get this? Slip-ups can be really discouraging for a lot of people, and I want you to know that for so many of us, and I'd go as far to say the majority of us, slip-ups are just a part of the journey, and it matters what you do with those slip-ups that are going to determine your future success, and I think that slip-ups can be a great opportunity to learn about yourself and to learn what's working and what's not working. So I want to encourage you, if you are struggling to stick to your commitment, not to beat yourself up, because I know for me in the past, it's been so easy whenever I would slip up or go back on my commitment or not do what I said I was going to do. I would be filled with like shame and disappointment in myself. And I was very confused because it felt like for a while, like, why can't I just get this? And in the past, slips have been very derailing for me. And a lot of the times a slip would turn into a slide, which looked like giving myself permission to drink on the weekends again and overdoing it regularly. And I would get so off track just by one little slip. And so I want to help you to have some tools that you can use so that you're able to take the slip and use it as a learning opportunity and not let it turn into this thing that derails all of your progress. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Okay, so whether you are trying to be totally alcohol free or moderating is your goal right now, Anytime that you don't stick to your commitment, it's really easy to fall into the disappointment and the shame and the sort of bullying yourself about it. And I know for me, that was just like my go-to whenever I'd wake up the next morning, like, oh, I can't believe that I didn't stick to my commitment and I'm never going to get this. And you know, like the shitty committee in my head would just go on and on and on. So I think that it's really important at first to recognize if this is how you're approaching your mistake or your slip up and to remind yourself, like, would you talk to anyone that you care about that way? You know, because it's so easy to speed ourselves up. And for me, what helped me is, okay, if this were my little sister having this issue, would I tell her that she's a failure and that she's never going to get this if she made a mistake? Like, of course not. So the first thing that I think is really helpful is to monitor the things that you're telling yourself after the fact. Because remember, we are all human here and no one expects you to be perfect and to get this your first try. And there is no shame if this requires 
a few attempts for you. And if you have to take some time learning from your slip ups, that is perfectly okay. And this does not make you a failure. It doesn't mean that you're never going to get this. It just means that you're learning and it might take a little bit more practice and you might have more slip ups and that is perfectly okay. The point is, is that we want to be working towards progressing. We may not be perfect at this at first, and there is nothing wrong with that. So be really cognizant of the way that you're speaking to yourself after a slip up and don't fall into the shame spiral or the bullying yourself or beating yourself up for being human and for not maybe not getting this your first or second or third try. I know for me, it definitely took me multiple attempts and I made a lot of mistakes along the way. But learning how to coach myself after the fact and pick myself up from those slip ups has made the world's difference in my ability to positively change my relationship with alcohol. So if you've slipped up, don't beat yourself up. All right. So the next thing that I want to touch on is the idea that slips don't just happen. It's really easy to sort of brush over a slip up whenever it happens and kind of be like, okay, like I messed up, but... I'm just not going to do that again. Like I'm going to, you know, get refocused. And it's really easy to sort of just move past it without giving it much thought. But I think that this is where a lot of people mess up because slip ups, like I said, don't just happen. There were things that you were feeling, things that you were thinking. There were circumstances that all had a play in your decision to go back on your commitment. So it's really important to recognize that these don't, things don't just happen by accident. It was a decision that you made. And so you have to get really curious about what was going on that led to your decision to drink or to overdrink. And by taking a look at the slip up and analyzing all those things, you're then able to use that information to learn and to adjust your behavior accordingly. So these two things that we've touched on, the monitoring how you're speaking to yourself and then also making sure that you're getting really curious about the slip and gathering the information that you need to adjust your behavior in the future. Doing these two things is really going to help you to avoid allowing this slip to turn into a slide and derailing a lot of that progress that you've been making. And I know for me in the past, there has been times where like one slip up just drug on to like two months of me being really unaligned with what my goals were. And I was, well, let one slip kind of turn into me giving myself permission to maybe drink the next weekend or overdo it, you know, the next time I got together with friends or whatever. So I think it's important to recognize when it happens and try to catch it early and start this process of analyzing the situation and really getting curious about it so that you can avoid it just rolling into you falling back into your old patterns. And by giving it this amount of curiosity and really being committed to figuring out what made the slip happen and why you chose to go back in your commitment is going to be how you're able to come up with a better game plan for the next time. All right. So if you've slipped up, I really want you to focus on recommitting to your decision to practice sobriety or to go alcohol free or to moderate whatever your goal is. Make that recommitment to yourself and don't let yourself fall into despair or thinking that there's nothing that can be done about it now. You can still recommit to this journey and to figuring out what happened so that you can do better the next time. 
And the first thing I think that's important to do when it comes to analyzing this situation and figuring out what happened is to look at how you were feeling and what you were thinking leading up to the decision to break your commitment. And get really detailed here, like put a name to the things that you were feeling and analyze the thought processes that you were having. Like what was what were you telling yourself leading up to the decision to drink? Who were you with? What were the things that were significantly triggering to you in that moment? And I want you to write all these things down and it can be very eye opening to recognize like, wow, in that moment, I was feeling pretty self-conscious. I wasn't feeling very social. I was maybe uncomfortable and I knew that alcohol would make me feel better. Whatever things come up, it's important to recognize those things so that you can know how to deal with them in the future. But also this allows you to come up with a better way to cope with those uncomfortable thoughts and those uncomfortable feelings. You're able to sort of plan ahead for the next time and to come up with better coping strategies other than using alcohol to either comfort you or to numb out those feelings and those thoughts that you're having in those challenging situations or those particularly triggering situations. And if you do this with your slips and get really curious and start to analyze them this way, you'll be able to recognize your red flags and what those triggers are for you. I've been able to use this to really learn a lot about myself and my own triggers. My job is very social by nature. And so I know that I have to give myself adequate downtime and alone time in order to show up in a good headspace for whenever I'm socializing with my friends. So I know a big trigger for me is if I'm overworked and overcommitted during the week, I won't have enough left in the tank to socialize. And that to me has always been a big trigger because The more tired and overworked I feel, the more likely that I'm going to want to reach for alcohol in order to give me that extra boost that I need to want to be social and to want to engage with people. When in reality, the more healthy option for me is to get enough rest so that I can just do those things on my own. And so your triggers are going to be specific to you. But what's important is to start identifying them and putting a label to them and recognizing, okay, this is what I need to look out for the next time. You know, do certain friends trigger you more than others? Are there family members that are hard to be around? And with this knowledge of your triggers, you're able to start to set really important boundaries. An example of a good boundary that I've learned that I have to set, and I learned this from slipping up enough around my family to recognize like, okay, I need to set a boundary here in order to stick to my commitment. And that boundary is that I don't spend more than two hours around family. That time frame is the perfect amount of time to get all my socializing in, get that family connection. And then beyond that, I notice that I start getting a little on edge and I need to go back and retreat and spend some time with myself after those two hours. So that's a boundary that I learned to set because I was slipping up so much. So you can use these slip ups to identify your triggers and then set whatever boundaries you need around them. You might have a friend that is particularly unsupportive of you in your journey to not drink or drink less. And they might pressure you. And this is very common, like people pressuring people into taking a shot or maybe like drinking or come on, like, aren't you just gonna, you know, have one with me or whatever people can be, that people can peer pressure. So a boundary that you might be able to set is to tell that person, hey, I would really appreciate it whenever we go out if you didn't ask me to have a drink or to take shots because I'm trying to practice sobriety right now and 
I just would really appreciate the support. Or if you're trying to practice moderation, let your friend know, hey, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't offer me shots when we go out because moderation is something I'm really trying to prioritize right now. Anyone that really genuinely cares about you will be supportive of this request. So whenever you slip up, just take it as an opportunity to look at the situation and ask yourself, is there anywhere that I could set some boundaries around this situation or with these people so that in the future, I'm more likely to be able to stick to my commitment? Okay, so once you've spent some time analyzing the thought patterns, what you are feeling, the circumstance, the environment that you were in, the people you're around, all those things that influenced your decision to break your commitment. I think that it can also be really helpful to spend some time looking at what were you thinking and what were you feeling after you made the decision to go back on your commitment. So we can look at all the things that led up to us making the decision to reach for that drink. But it's not like once we make that decision, our brains just shut off. There's definitely still thoughts and feelings that we have once that decision is made that can influence how bad of a slip we have. And so I think that by looking at this part of the slip too, what happens after you make the decision, we can get some useful information and get curious like, huh, what was I thinking whenever I had that second or third drink? And why didn't I stop if you maybe went to your fifth or sixth drink? What are those things I was feeling and what was going on after I made the initial decision that I was going to go back with my commitment? So I know for me, a common thought pattern that I would have during the slip up is once I had that drink, because I was committed to being alcohol free and I would slip up and I would have a drink. And what my brain was thinking was, well, now that I've had one, I might as well just have as many as I want because I'm not going to be able to have alcohol anymore. And so I might as well just go all out, right? Because all my progress is out the window because I can't keep my commitments. And it was like this crazy amount of just negative thoughts that I was having after I chose to reach for that drink. And I had to get curious, like, okay, what is this? Why am I thinking this way? And it had a lot to do with the fact that I was approaching alcohol with a deprivation mindset. I really thought, that by not having alcohol, I was depriving myself of so many things. And so, of course, whenever I was in these triggering situations, I would end up giving in. And whenever I'd give in, I would be like, well, there's not enough. So I mean, I know that I'm never going to be able to do this again. So I might as well just drink as much as I want. And I had to really address the belief that not having alcohol was depriving me in some way. And I had to change this belief in order to have more success in the future. And I wouldn't have figured that out if I didn't take a really hard look at that slip up and get curious about why it is the way that I, like why I was having those thoughts and why I was feeling that way. And I talk more about addressing deprivation mindset in episode two. So if you're curious about hearing more of my thoughts on that, definitely give that episode a listen. But this is just an example of how you can take a look at the way that you're thinking and the way that you're feeling once you make the decision to break your commitment, because it's important to recognize what thoughts we're having during that time so that we're able to challenge our beliefs and to change them so that we can have more success in sticking our, to our commitment in the future. Because like I said earlier, these things don't just happen, right? Slip ups do not just 
happen. There are things that cause us to go back on our commitment and there are thought patterns and feelings and triggers that all play a part. So if we're able to identify these things, we're more able to deal with them and come up with a game plan on how to address them so that you can avoid it getting to the point where you're going back on your commitment and reaching for that drink or over drinking. And I think another last little tip that can be really helpful for you after a slip is to talk to someone else about it. I know for me in the beginning, I tried to do everything on my own and I didn't tell anyone what was going on. And it just felt like me against this big um, battle that I was trying to fight by myself. And it was very isolating. And it wasn't until I found a community that I really started to see some big changes. And also like I got into therapy, which I know can be really expensive, but if you're able to do therapy, it can be really helpful to have that accountability. Um, But if not, like there are plenty of free online communities. There are plenty in-person communities. Um, But the point is to find someone that you can talk to because it's really easy to get down on yourself and to just struggle with the process of dealing with slips. So having someone that you can talk things through, go over what happened, talk about how you're feeling, it can just be really helpful. And that support is really what made the difference in my journey and like finally getting to a good place with my relationship to alcohol. It had a lot to do with me finding and building a strong support network. So if you've slipped up, do not let it derail you and turn into this slide and go back to all of your old drinking habits. Use it as a learning opportunity and make sure that you're being gentle and honest with yourself, looking at all the things that led up to the slip, the thoughts that you were having, the feelings that you were experiencing, the circumstance, everything about this slip is going to be important information that you're going to be able to use so that you can make adjustments and so that you can be more prepared to handle those situations where you feel particularly vulnerable or those situations that you find yourself wanting to reach for the drink. The important thing here is what we decide to do with the slip, not the fact that you've slipped up. Okay, guys, that is all that I have for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this little bit of sober culture. And if you're interested in joining our online community, I would love to invite you to this space. I created it so that people that are trying to change their relationship to alcohol can have a space where they feel supported and connected with other people that are trying to do the same thing. I know for myself, I tried to do this alone for a really long time and I failed because I didn't have a support network. So this community is designed for you to get some support and feel like you're not doing this alone. So if you're interested in that, you can go to soberculture.co slash join and it will prompt you to join our group chat and be a part of this community. And as always, if you would like to reach out, you can send me a DM on Instagram at Sober Culture Podcast, and you can drop me any questions or if you have anything that you'd like covered in future episodes, feel free to send me a message. Okay, I'll catch you guys in the next episode.